God bless you guys. Good to be here on Wednesday. Glad you guys uh, braved the uh, rain and came tonight. I believe God's going to help us. He's in the helping business, isn't he? Tonight we're uh, we're doing part two. This is the second part of a two-part message. If you weren't here last Wednesday night, uh, this is really, I kind of build these messages to where you won't be like lost. Uh, but it's called What Were You Thinking? Because we're talking about our minds and the way our minds work. And how many of you know we, we need a lot of help Amen. with our thinking? And so I want you to tell yourself, I need a lot of help. <clears throat> what, uh, what we think about, uh, we have like this inner GPS inside us, and it really is our thoughts, and those thoughts take us places. It'll either take us to a good place or a bad one. Uh, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The conversations that we hold in the privacy of our own minds are shaping our lives little by little. And our thoughts aren't neutral, are they? It matters what we think about because They are guiding the course of our lives. Our thoughts determine on whether we're going to be happy or sad, whether we're going to be up or down, whether we're going to be energized or blah, like that. The good news is we can decide to think better. And this is what our key verse in these last two verses, this is kind of what I built the last two, last week and this week off of is this verse in Philippians chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 8. Paul writes and he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, pure, lovely, good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So we need to know that we are not destined or fated to think a certain way. And I know that some of us at times think, well, you know, I just can't even help what I think about it. It's just like I'm just wired this way to think toward the negative or my mind just goes like just off on its own and I have no control But we need to know that that simply is not true. And I'm going to talk about that in in, in a little bit. It's not like we have, 
I'm not saying that we have control over every thought that comes into our mind. I'm going to revisit that in a, in a little bit in this message. But we can learn and train ourselves to think differently. Even though we've thought a, a certain way all our lives, we can choose to think better. Now, I want you to nod at yourself or somebody. Just acknowledge that that's true because it is true. If we could not think better, then this verse would never be written in the Bible. If, if, if we could not think about these things, those that are true, noble, all of these things, then the Bible wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't say that we could. So we can. Say, I can. I can think better. Say that. So the language in this verse is more than talking about uh, casual thinking. Uh, as he says at the end of this verse, meditate uh, on these things. What this word meditate means is more than just a passing thought. It literally means to take inventory of. Take inventory of. Uh, Cindy and I, uh, last week, we're driving the Flagstaff. We stopped off at uh, Ash Fork for a cup of coffee. And so as we we're in this little convenience store, I see a guy, and he is standing uh, in front of a, uh, a rack, and he's counting items on that rack, and he's got an iPad with him, and he's, and he's putting figures into this. And, and it was obvious, I knew what he was doing, it was really obvious, that he was taking inventory of their stock in this little convenience store. And so as I watched him, this guy, I mean, he didn't even recognize that I was looking at him or anything because he was very deliberate and he was very focused in what he was doing. And so when the Bible talks about meditate on these things, it's talking about our being very deliberate and focused on the things we think about. See, too often we just let our minds wander aimlessly on junk, like how irritated we are with somebody at home or somebody at work. And so we just let our minds run on that with how they bug us, how they can punch our buttons, you know. It's like, they keep punching my buttons, and it's irritating. And they do it on purpose. They're just punching my buttons. And we think about this and get worked up. Of course, I never do that. But, see, we, we kind of let our minds go sometimes. And so we need to be more deliberate and focused on what we think about. And this is what Philippians 4, verse 8, is helping us with. And so tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down and talk about each individual thing that he's talking about as he says, think on these things or meditate on these things. And he starts out by saying, whatsoever things are true. Now, that's a novel idea. Thinking about things that are true instead of false or lies. Now, you know why the Bible tells us think about the things that are true? It's because sometimes we are so uh, guided to think about things that are false or just outright lies. 
And so we need to learn to think about things that are true. There are three things we need to think truth about. And first of all, there's, we need to think things that are true about other people. Other people. One of the devil's favorite tricks is to cause us to be suspicious or critical of each other. And it goes kind of like this. You, you know they don't like you. Or the other, you know you don't like them. And so then our minds begin to turn. So we and our thoughts about others, we need to let our thoughts be guided by love. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7, this is in the Amplified Version. It says, love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Now that is saying something. Can, can you just imagine with me tonight how radically our lives could change for the better if we would just be willing to train ourselves to think and believe the best of every person. Wow, I mean that that would that would be that could be life changing. How many are here tonight? <laughs> that could be life changing. Just be, being willing to believe and think the best of every person. Now, we really need to give each other a break. We want everyone to give us a break, don't we? And so, you know, we really should make effort to extend the same courtesy to others. Say, give them a break. Be willing to think and believe the best of other people. So we need to think of things that are true of others. Then, you know what we also need to do? We need to think of the things that are true of us. Uh, Another one of Satan's favorite tricks is to lie to us about us. And what he says is just stuff again and again in our minds. Uh, You'll never change. You'll always be this way. Uh, You're stupid. You're such an idiot. And we have these things that go on in our minds. Now, listen tonight. We have to be guided about the truth of ourselves from God's Word. The fact is tonight, every one of us here are a work in progress. That's a fact. Now say you got that right. So the fact is we're a work in progress. But listen, that's the fact. The truth is we are complete in Him. That's what Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 says. You are complete in Him. So what this means is God sees us not just as we are, fact, works in progress, but God sees us as He has caused us to become, and that is complete. The Bible says we are righteous in Him. We are justified. We are forgiven. Listen tonight. We are on our way to heaven, born again believers. And until we begin to believe uh, 
who God has made us to be and be able to think of ourselves as who God has made us to be complete in him, then we will always be just trying to measure up and continually failing. The only way that we're ever going to be who he has made us to be is when we begin to think by that renewed mind that the Bible talks about uh, as God has made us to be. Say, I am complete in him. So we need to think true thoughts about ourselves. Then we need to think things that are true about God. In, in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So we're to love God with all our mind, right? The word mind that's used here means literally a thinking through, your mind. We think it through. We need to think God through the lens of his word. Now, this is so important because another one of the devil's favorite tricks is to lie to us about God, doesn't he? Like, God isn't with you. He doesn't care. He's not listening when you pray. He is mean. He is demanding. Now, I got a question I want to pose to us tonight. How can we love God with all our minds when we so easily fall for the lies the devil tells about him? We need to begin to adapt our minds and our thinking about God by the truth of God's Word, what God says about Himself. You know what He says about Himself? He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Bible says that He does cast all our care upon Him because He cares for us. God's Word in Hebrews says that Jesus, uh, do, he, he does listen to us. He ever lives to make intercession for us. God is not mean, he is not demanding, he is kind, and he is giving. He's our father, isn't he? Whatever things are true, think of these things. Then Philippians 4.8 says that not only the things that are true, but the things that are noble. Think about those things. Now, the noble, that's not a word that's used very, we don't use that word very much. When I, when I started thinking about it, you know, think about things that are noble. So I'm, I'm kind of, truthfully, a little stumped, noble, okay? I'll think about noble things. Hmm. So I really had to look it up. I looked up the meaning of the original, the original meaning of the word, and it also means honorable. And so we're to think about honorable things. Now, the truth is, when I thought about honorable, it didn't help me much more than noble did. Because noble, thinking about noble things, thinking about honorable. So I looked up honorable in the dictionary, and I came, it came up with this definition. This really helped. In accordance with or characterized by principles of honor. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That really clarifies it. Helps a lot. Thank you. Do you ever look up definitions in the dictionary and they just repeat the words the same word? It's like, why do you why do you do? Because they don't know what it means. I think that's probably it. But then I in on further study I found that noble, honorable means also respectful. Now that I could get a hold of. 
that makes a little more sense. That we are to think or should think of respectfully toward others, toward ourselves, and toward God. In other words, we are not meant, we shouldn't think demeaning thoughts about other people, ourselves or God, cutting thoughts uh, about others, uh, ourselves or God, putting uh, uh, others down or ourselves or God. And so we should think respectful thoughts. Say, I'm going to think more respectfully. That was kind of weak, but I, I trust that you meant it. Then, so we're to think about the things that are true, the things that are noble, and just. Now, if you're like me, see, I just look at that and I go, okay, just. Just what? (laughs) Okay, just, the things that are just. Just what? That word just means literally the things that are right. Right things. Seriously, that's what it means, just. It means right. Think on right thing. Now, I can get a hold of that because the problem with us a lot of times is we think about all the wrong things, right? Uh, Like how hopeless the world is, how hopeless our lives are, how hopeless the future looks, and things like that. And can I tell you something about those kind of thoughts? That's not right. That's wrong kinds of thinking. It's not right thinking to think hopeless thinking. A really good right thing to think about is how hopeful our life with God is. That's what Romans 15 verse 13 is saying. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The next time we catch ourselves thinking hopeless thoughts, we need to stop ourselves. We need to check ourselves and say to ourselves, that's not right. Hopeless thoughts for the believer in Jesus Christ are never right. It's not right. Say, that's not right. We have to remind ourselves who we serve. We serve the God who is the source of hope, the God of all hope, uh, and, and to believe. We need to know that even though things in life may look weird at the time that we're going, something happening in our lives, that through him we can overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right thinking is hopeful thinking. Wrong thinking is hopeless thinking. And we need to think hopefully. Now, somebody say, I'm thinking more hopeful. Lee. (laughs) Philippians 4.8 continues and says, think about things that are pure. That one I didn't have to do a lot of study on, but it it does mean... Pure thoughts are clean and modest thoughts. Now, this this bears bringing up because there are so many men and women who are constantly uh, assaulted 
by unclean and immodest thoughts. Now, I'm going to re- <clears throat> here I'm going to repeat something that I said last week and I referred to at the beginning. We don't have control over every thought that comes into our minds. <clears throat> that helps me. Doesn't it help you? The, the devil, <clears throat> listen, the devil is unclean and impure. He is immodest. And so he wants us to think like him, so he tries to plant unclean and immodest thoughts in our head. We may not have control over every thought that comes into our minds, but listen, we do not have to dwell on them or, as the Bible says, meditate on them or just keep them rolling on in our minds. We have to put a stop to it. When, when Satan, when we get an impure, unclean, immodest thought, we need to, to rip it up by the roots and cast it down. Like the Bible said, I preached about it last week, or last week, that we are to cast down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring our thoughts into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Right? I just want to make sure you're still there, okay? <clears throat> so we don't have control over everything that comes in our minds, but we don't have to dwell on it. Now, having said that, I'm going to make another statement and then move on to the next word. But, but it, it, it bears speaking of <clears throat> here tonight when we're talking about pure thinking, clean thinking, modest thinking. There is so much garbage on, on the Internet, on TV, and in movies that if we're going to have, listen tonight, if we're going to have any shot at thinking pure thoughts, then you and I are going to have to monitor what we look at. Because you, we, we are not unaffected by the stuff we watch. And so if we're going to have a shot at thinking pure thoughts, then we're going to have to monitor the things that we look at. Somebody say, I believe that. Okay, the next word. Uh, we're Things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely. We're to think lovely thoughts. Now, when I came to this one, I really did, I, 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 it, it struck me as kind of funny. Because as a man, I, I don't know that I really, on first glance, would like to characterize lots of my thinking as being lovely. <laughs> you know, it, it almost sounds effeminate. Oh, I'm just, yeah, well, I do that all the time anyway. I'm, I'm thinking lovely thoughts, you know. It's, it's like, as a man, it's like, woo, you know, it's, it's, it's. My reaction is, my reaction is almost it's like, I'm not thinking lovely. I'm, I'm thinking about, about guns and cars and cheeseburgers. I, but see, that's because I, don't, I, I wasn't thinking about what lovely really means. Lovely, lovely thoughts aren't effeminate thoughts. The word lovely comes from the Greek word for love, phileo, and it means friendly or agreeable. And so, 
you and I as God's people ought to be thinking more friendly thoughts. People are so uh, hostile today, aren't they? And downright disagreeable. You know what will mark us as different as being uh, uh, believers in Jesus Christ? If, if we allow our thinking to be more friendly and agreeable. Amen. Remember, our, our thoughts are like inner GPS. It's taking us places. Our thoughts will take us places, good places or bad places. So we need to think more friendly and agreeable thoughts, and it will take us uh, to more friendly, agreeable places. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> as Christians, listen, as Christians, we ought to be friendly. <laughs> I mean, that really ought to just kind of be basic. I mean, man, as, as, as soon as we get saved, somebody ought to just tell us, you know what, we'll, we'll be friendly. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> if you're going to represent Jesus, hey, here's something, here's another novel idea. Be friendly. Don't be so cantankerous. Don't be so obstinate. Be agreeable. Be friendly. Think friendly thoughts. Now, tell yourself, I'm going to think friendly thoughts. Kind of like, that was stronger. You guys are, yeah, you're, you're getting that. <clears throat> think, think thoughts like this. I like the people I go to church with. They're Mostly super good people. I'm going to smile so people will know I'm friendly. I'm going to allow Jesus to help me like unlikable people. Think friendly thoughts. And so we're, we, we need to think lovely thoughts. Friendly, agreeable And then we need to think thoughts that are of good report. Good report. That means, it it literally means of good omen. In other words, we're to think thoughts of good news. Good news thinking. You know, this is why I I deviate. Everything that we watch on TV is DVR'd. We record everything, and you know why? Because I don't, I don't like commercials for one. But I'll, I, I do record some news in the day, so that I can then keep informed. I, I do want to be informed about what's happening, but I fast forward through tons of news. I mean, fast. I can get through an hour news report in about five to seven minutes. You know why? Because I just go through everything that'll irritate me. I thought after the election that I'd be watching more political news. Right. I, it still irritates me. Every, I, I, I don't watch much political stuff. I, I try to listen and find out, keep informed about what's happening, but very in minimum doses. You know why? Because I get so stinking irritated. The news is full of so much caustic, adversarial, mean, rabid junk. 
And so I fast forward through. I don't want my mind thinking about. And so listen, the gospel is good news, and we ought to be thinking good news thoughts. Now, when I was typing this, that last statement about good news thoughts, I, I mistyped, and I left out one of the O's in good, and it came out God news. And I looked at that and I go, wow, that's, you know, and I'm not one of those, oh, man, the Holy Ghost just got a hold of me, and I just messed up and just put, I put God news instead of good news, and whoo, man, whoo. But I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it got my attention, we, we, whether it was an inspirational thing or just a simple mistype, you and I ought to think God news. Say God news. Well, and so what do, you, what, do, what do I mean by God news? Good God news. Like the day and hour that you and I are living, there's so much bad stuff that's going on in the world. Did you know, though, in our time, in our generation, in our day, more people are being won to Jesus Christ in our time worldwide than has ever happened in planet Earth? People are getting saved worldwide. People are being transformed. Miracle working power is going out through God's people. God news. Last uh, Friday night in Breakthrough, there were a couple of phenomenal miracles. One guy with three vertebrae or something or fused or whatever got healed. Somebody with a real severe hip problem got healed. You know what that is? That's God news. Good news. God news. We need to be... We need to build ourselves up with the good news. Good news. God's moving. God's doing. See, so, you know, it's crazy how we as believers sometimes talk. We talk about, oh, the devil's really on the move. He's always been on the move. But I tell you, we know from God's word 2,000 years ago, Jesus bruised his head and he's been crazy ever since. The good news is we read the end of the book and we win because of him. There's a lot of good. There, there is things. And I'm not saying that we, do, we ignore everything we do, woo, man, woo, like that. But, I, but what we do need to do is we need to temper the inflow of all the junk and bad news that's coming into us by the good God news train ourselves to think. Good report. And then he says, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We are to think on things that have virtue and are praiseworthy. In Philippians 4, 8, in the contemporary English version, it reads like this. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. And I wanted to, I'm going to close with this one because it's the last word, but it also, I think, is one of the most powerful ways that we can think is thankful thinking. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, in, in, in everything, not 
for everything, but in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In the midst of everything that's going on in our life, even the stuff that we don't understand, in the midst of it, we can still give praise to God because we know in the end we're going to win through Him. In everything, give thanks. Colossians 2 Verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. God help us to abound in thanksgiving. Abound. Abound in thanksgiving. Oh, I'm so thankful. I, man, I'm just, uh, I'm so blessed. And I don't mean being, being a fake and, and just, uh, uh, just that, but, oh, you know, I don't think we have to worry about so much being fakes as much as we do being unthankful. We need to, we need to think thankful thoughts. You know why? Because we have so much to be thankful for. And yet Satan wants to cause us to focus on all the negatives in our life, junk thinking. He does. He tries to get us rooted into thinking about junk thinking, negative thinking, the negatives. That, and, and granted, we, everybody here has stuff going on in our lives that is less than ideal. We got some issues. Anybody besides me have some issues here tonight? Well, family issues, financial issues, issues with issues. But listen, we have so much else to be thankful for. And I want you to say this, I have so much to be thankful for. We need to tell ourselves that again. I have so much to be thankful for. You say, well, well, like what? So that's what I, I got to think. If somebody's going to say, well, like what? So I'm going to give you a guide to thankful thinking, some things that we can be thankful for. And then we're going to pray in just a few minutes. First of all, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Oh, my gosh, we've been forgiven of all of our sin. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for giving me righteousness, peace, joy, faith, hope, and love. That's pretty good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for always being with me. I am never alone, though sometimes I may feel like I'm alone. I am never alone because he has said, I'm always with you. Thank you for always providing for me. This is something that we need to take more uh, thought for and thank, be thankful for is God's provision. The house that we live in, so I, I, don't live in I live in an apartment. The apartment that we live in, I don't live in an apartment. I live in a mobile home. I live in a trailer. And in the, mo- the mobile home, the trailer we live in, I don't have a mobile home or a trailer. I live in a hut. Be thankful for the hut we live in for our transportation, for the car that we have. I don't have a car. I only got a bicycle. Be thankful for the bicycle. I don't have a bicycle. All I got is a skateboard. Be thankful for the skateboard. I don't even have a, a skateboard. All I got is two legs. Thank God for the legs that we have. Thank God for the money in my pocket. I got, I got some money in my pocket. I do. Don't get excited. I'm not going to be throwing it out here. You know, five, 
I got $9 in my pocket, but I got credit cards too. <laughs> so that's, I got money in my pocket. Thank, thank you, Jesus, for the money in my pocket or the money in my wallet or the money in your purse or, or the money in, in your bank that you bank at or the money under your mattress or in the tin can in the backyard that you bury because you don't trust the banks anymore. Whatever it is, be thankful for that provision of money, for the food in our refrigerator or our cabinets, for the secret stash of chocolate that you got. All those things that, that we have God's provision we need to be thankful of. Thank you for this church and for these people. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> this is something that has been, man, it's just, I, I think I'm becoming just kind of mushy in my uh, prime. <laughs> Knows how I got that. I was thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking good things, good report. I'm in my prime. That number keeps getting higher and higher every year. Prime. But I am getting more mushy. I'm more sentimental or more, maybe I'm just getting more compassionate. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, oftentimes I'm standing at the door greeting you guys as you're coming in or going out. Usually it happens when, when, we're, when you're coming into church. And I'll be watching you guys come. And I get this. Every once in a while I'll, I'll come to, I, I get teary-eyed. And I'm thinking, thank God for them. Thank God for this church. Thank God for what he has done, the miracle of this body of believers. Do you know what a miracle a church is for a body of believers is? God bringing, we're different here, all different kind of, I don't mean (laughs) that. But, yeah, we are. All of us are different. And to collectively gather this different group of people into a place, and there's nobody's gotten a, in a fist fight tonight. Thank God for that. We're, we're mostly getting along and learning how to more and more. Thank God for this trend. And I think about that. I do. I think about, and I'm more thankful for this church. Thank you for promising your healing for my body. That's something to give thanks to God for. He paid the price 2,000 years. Thank you for giving me a sound mind. Thank you for my family, friends, and even the jerks that are teaching me how to love better. These, I've got, got two more to go, and I got a little wordy as I was typing these out, but you'll, you'll, get, the, you'll get the point. Thank you for you. God, do you ever thank God for God? Thank God that God is God, that he's real. Thank you, Father, for being my dad. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior, my Lord, my closest friend. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my teacher, my comforter, my encourager, my strengthener, my empowerer. Thank God. If you you can't think of anything else to give God thanks for, thank God for God. Thank God for God. And finally, thank you that I have heaven to look forward to, that this isn't all there is. There's more. Notice how I got got to type in. There's a whole lot more than this. 
I'm going to live forever with you at a place where there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears or death. You have prepared a place for me that where you are, I may be also. Thank you that heaven is real. Thank you, Jesus. Hardly anything more powerful than thankful thinking. Closing thought here tonight. Philippians chapter, the, the, the book of Philippians was written by Paul from a prison cell. And yet it has become, a lot of commentators call it a book of, the book of joy. Book of joy. And so it begs the question, Paul's in the, and the prison, I'm not going to go into that. You've heard, a lot of you have heard talk about, but they were not like prison here that we know of. It was filthy, it was nasty, it was cold in the, in the cold time, hot in the hot time. All of that was a horrible existence in prison. And here he is in prison, and he's writing this thing just filled with joy. There are, there are like 19 references to joy in the book of Philippians. Wow. Paul's all joyful. Woo, man, and he's not, he hadn't... He hadn't, I was going to say he hadn't lost his mind, but he had. He's lost his worldly mind. And you know what? The only explanation for him being in those conditions and being full of joy is that he's thinking about these things. He's meditating. He's taking inventory of the things that are true, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, good report praiseworthy, all of those things. And it's, it was life-changing for him. What we think about and meditate on, what we take inventory of in our thought life will be literally transforming, life-changing. It's a renewed mind. And I want to think, better thoughts, don't you? The promise is we can. We can. And the Holy Spirit is our guide to help us. Aren't you glad for that? Let's bow our heads tonight, close our eyes. Maybe you're here and you've, you've never given your life to Christ or you've been away from him and his head's bowed, no one looking around. Just you'd, you'd like up to be remembered in, in this prayer uh, for forgiveness tonight of all your sin. Thank God he paid the price. And you just, no one looking around for a moment, slip your hand up and, and, and by that hand lifted up, acknowledge your need for forgiveness and, and to give your life to Christ. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's pray this prayer to all, all together. Let's stand before we do. Let's all stand and let's, let's pray this thought together. We're going to pray for our minds. Say, I need, I need help. We do need help, and he's, uh, Jesus is here to help us. Just pray this with me out loud. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I ask you, forgive me. Cleanse me for all, from all of my sin. Come and live within my heart and make me a brand-new person in you. 
complete in you. And Jesus, I trust you with my mind. You have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus, for the renewing of my mind. Help me to remember not to think junk thoughts, but to think according to your word and to these things in Philippians 4, verse 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me and for renewing my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give the Lord a big clap offering? Let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus. You're really good to us. Praise God. Isn't God good? God bless you. Uh, Don't forget the weekend. We'll see you. Think good thoughts. Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach